The Hornets come up with a huge weekend, and we ask if Terry Rozier is back like Cam Newton. All coming up today with Locked On Hornets. You are Locked On Hornets, your daily Charlotte Hornets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, because we live. We live. It's Locked On Hornets, your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. Thanks for making Locked On Hornets your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. You can follow me on Twitter at Walker Mail. You can find the show handle on Twitter at Locked On Hornets. And you can find Doug on Twitter at Doug Branson, LOH, joining us once again to talk about what was a really exciting weekend to see the Charlotte Hornets now embark on a three-game winning streak to get past that five-game skid that they were on. So big-time answer from them, back over 500, which is huge, and what a win they had against Golden State last night. We're going to be discussing that. LaMelo Ball's role in all of this in just a moment. Terry Rozier, we're going to discuss in the second segment, whether he's returned to see the Terry Rozier from last year, finally knocking off some of that rust. And then if we have the time, we'll get to the Kelly Oubre ejection. The fact that Golden State, they were able to beat them without a huge night from Gordon Hayward, only 10 points, and we'll also discuss the rotation so plenty to get to from what was an exciting weekend with the charlotte hornets but also have some other exciting news not that maybe Uh you're extremely surprised he found a way to get back in the game the hornets are young they're exciting they've got a future superstar so now of course doug wants to be back in the fold in a daily (laughs) type of role that's right he's coming back with us Doug Branson you know him as an OG for new listeners that might have come along the way the last year and a half or so when it was me and Nada hosting the show you know that Nada is gone hopefully he'll come back in some kind of role when he figures all that stuff out but Doug is coming back with Locked On Hornets and OG who's the one that brought me a part of this show in the first place He's also going to be doing more of a producer-type role where he pops on the camera because of our YouTube show. He pops on the mic to talk with us every now and then. Um, going to be a going to be a huge part of Lockdown Hornets, but a lot more so with the producer-type role. And, Doug, you can explain a little bit more. But, obviously, as I kid, glad to have you back. And it helps me a lot. So, selfishly, I'm glad to have you back. I'm happy to be back uh, where it all started. I really just have one word for you, Walker, to describe my feelings, and it's this. I mean, that's how I feel (laughs) right now. I just feel uh, incredibly lucky uh, to be back, especially uh, that uh, now that they have a superstar. Um, You know, you may see it as bandwagoning. I see it as savvy business play. Yeah. Um, and I'm excited to uh, talk some Hornets with you on a daily basis. And, you know, we've got this new YouTube thing going right now. You can go uh, search for Locked on Hornets on YouTube and subscribe to us. So we're going to be doing a lot more in the video space, and I'm certainly excited to be part of that as well. Yeah, it's going to be fun. The YouTube channel, it's working well. It looks like you guys are receptive to this. Had a lot of subscribers after the ticket giveaway. Hopefully we can do a few more things 
like that to help you out but also you just get to see us in our natural environment it's not extremely special at least for me in my backdrop i have to fix that but if you go check doug out he's got quite the setup as you would expect doug this is what he does man this is behind the scenes doug is the best type of doug and then when he comes at you in this role where he wants to give you the hornets analysis we can tolerate that as well and he's going to be doing that a lot more here on the lockdown hornets yeah it's crazy. i mean it's just the technology uh that we have now to be able to put all of this together is crazy i would have wanted to do all of this when we first started the show yeah. all the way back in in like 2013 uh, but now we have the technology we have we have the technology we can do it all right so that's your programming note doug a daily contributor once again, with Locked On Hornets, follow him on Twitter at Doug Branson LOH. See, the LOH never even left his Twitter handle. He's always been a happy to have him back in a day. Well, my heart was always here. That's why my heart was here. And and now uh, that Lamelo is here, my wallet's here as well. So and he, <laughs> if he keeps giving you performances like he did last night to help the Hornets beat Golden State, who only had one loss on the season coming into this game, Charlotte they beat Golden State one hundred six to one hundred two. First off, just what an exciting game this was! Awesome down the stretch play. Miles Bridges coming up with a huge bucket. Lamelo Ball is what got them started off nicely, getting a thirty to twenty seven win in the first. quarter quarter and he hit four three-pointers in the first he wouldn't hit another one but he got him started off extremely well he would score 21 points total if you subscribe to the whole plus minus thing he was plus 13 that was the best of any charlotte hornet in this game eight of 17 from the field but as he does contributes in every category of the box score seven rebounds five assists three steals did have four turnovers but clearly a positive overall impact on the game guys awesome to watch Doug and he was big time in the very beginning portion of this contest and Draymond Green took notice too just real quickly Draymond Green was asked about LaMelo's play and this is what he said quote extremely gifted he's a gifted floor general and he shot the ball extremely well in the first half and he gives these guys confidence it is good to see from a young guy and how he commands the respect from his teammates the way that he does and you can see the way they respond to him and how they react to him and it takes a special player a person and player to be in a second year and getting the respect that he does from those guys so it's good to see Doug just all around great stuff from LaMelo Ball last night no yeah you're right Walker I mean he has been an absolute floor general and he's been able to be a floor general because he has floor soldiers that he can utilize I mean this has been a balanced offensive attack uh, from the Charlotte Hornets over this this three-game winning streak you've had 20 point scores all over the floor and LaMelo has been able to find them and put them in the best positions Miles Bridges has been able to uh, drive and kick LaMelo has been able to drive and kick Gordon Hayward has uh, his three-point percentage has gone up but he's also been able to utilize the middle of the floor uh, Lamelo is not afraid to not be the primary scorer I think it's amazing you know you look at the, the stats that he's been involved in since he's uh, since he's been in the league and he's been uh, you know basically uh, in in the same category as some major players you had that game against the Knicks where he led the game in rebounds assists and steals he's the third youngest player to do that only younger Luca and Magic Johnson I mean, he is an elite company walker, and, and it's been amazing to see. You hear those kinds of stats all the time, and when you hear the stats that 
all also include the really special players, it makes you feel great. Luca, Magic, you hear him with Michael Jordan. We were getting all of this last year when he put up statistically one of the better rookie seasons that we'd ever seen. And that was, I, we'd gone to this so many times, but at the beginning of the year and when LaMelo Ball was getting evaluated, so much analysis was a part of LaMelo being a fun, flashy player, but mm-hmm. how much does he really help you win? You right. heard that all the time. And I probably said it too. I mean, it was it's a, a reasonable take. It's why everybody grabbed grabbed it and ran with it. But it soon became evident that no, he does affect winning. And then I remember hearing guys like Brian Winhorse hop on the jump and say it. You heard Bobby Marks, he would come on seven thirty the game. And that that was the thing, right? Lamello affected winning, not only just giving you these fun alley oops, these extremely fun plays. It, it he checks off all the boxes from a star player as well as just a guy that you can get really excited about. And you know, some of the problems one of my favorite plays from him last night, Doug was it was at the end, uh, closer to the end of the game, I think it was maybe in the fourth quarter, where he has Iggy on an ISO, mm-hmm. really smart defensive player, one of the better defensive players of all time, probably in NBA history, not the same as when he was younger, but clearly Iggy knows what he's doing. LaMelo starts dribbling between his legs. He does the ISO stuff, trying to get saucy, and I think, great. LaMelo's about to pull it up from deep because this is his telltale sign of when he's going to hoist up a bad shot, but he didn't. He was dribbling, 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 goes to the right, loses Iggy, and then kind of floats it close to the basket. And, and Doug, that's that's the thing that we had been wanting from him. Don't take the poor shots from deep. Get to the basket. Take a better shot because the team benefits when you do that. And I thought, I was like, yes, that's perfect. You, you, you learn from those mistakes that you had kind of in the first 12, 11 games of the season. And uh, I thought that play was one of my favorite just because it shows you can see the visible improvement from him. Yeah, and and it is improving. There are still moments when he does, you know, kind of three dribble, short drive to a pull up, long two. He did that once or twice in this game against Golden State, and those those frustrate you. But at the same time, you're you're thinking, okay, he's going to evolve as as we go forward, and he gives you so much in so many other areas of the game, including the steals. I mean, he had three steals in this game. He was turning them over late, frustrating them, and playing. I mean, he played. He had five fouls in this game. He was very close to fouling out, and he played just. You know, he played right on that line. He's he always plays dangerously. Yeah, he was right he on that line, but he didn't go over the line, and and that's you know that's key for the Hornets. Yeah, I mean, and even in the first half, I think in the first quarter, maybe two, you saw him over uh, overplaying a passing lane. Jordan Poole, he cuts, gives up the easy bucket there, and this is what we're discussing. You need to pick your spots defensively on when you can be risky, and sometimes it's going to be the feast or famine type of thing trick or treat Lamelo gave you a couple treats with those three steals that he had Mm. and listen it's going to get better that's what you have to understand it's his his you know just intelligence as someone who has to play an entire game of NBA basketball is going to because his basketball IQ is already through the roof but his just game management IQ is is going to continue to improve and then his usage is going to go up I mean if you're just looking at his individual statistics right now those are going to those are going to go through the roof when he is fully handed the keys to this franchise because they're still you know again the the offense is balanced right now they're still looking to get uh, multiple guys involved but at some point I think the franchise says all right 
you know, we're going to turn turn the turn the the thing over to you. And the, the usage right now is at twenty nine point one percent. Walker, that's not superstar level usage. If you look at Luca, Trey, Giannis, Paul George, they're all plus thirty five percent in usage. He's down in like a Julius Randle, uh, Zach Levine, uh, Brandon Ingram, Chris Middleton. That's his level right now. He's kind of in a Robin level. When he gets to Batman level usage, it's going to be insane. I I want to talk more about that in the next segment. And if he needs to be a player that has a higher usage rate or if it's better for him, if it's better for the team, plus that'll lead us into the Terry conversation and how much better he played last night, how he's starting to get a shot back a little more the last couple of games we saw from Terry. So that's coming up in the next segment. But first, I want to talk about prize picks. Have you ever heard about it? Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy, and I love it. I know you will too. Price Picks has the best NBA DFS prop game on the market. Price Picks offers more NBA props than any other daily fantasy site's prop operator, and offers all the superstar players as well as bench players, only recording a handful of minutes each game. You can use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in like 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. So there's really no excuse if you're interested in daily fantasy sports, you're going to have the time prize picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals so don't hesitate check out prizepicks.com and use promo code nba or go to your app store and download the app today prize picks is daily fantasy made easy also want to discuss direct tv stream because i know you have this familiar right you know what this is you've got one device that lets you catch the game live another that lets you stream your favorite shows and then you're watching sports highlights on your phone you also have to have some obscure relatives log in for all of that stuff I want to tell you how you don't have to do that anymore. There's a simple way to get all of that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part is that there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion. You can get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at DirectTV.com. Com. That's directtv.com. Compatible devices required. The content does vary by the package. Let's talk Terry Rogier coming up next on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. This is Locked On Hornets. Lamelo yeah. had an awesome dunk last night where he kind of goes to the right shoulder, comes back to the left, finishes, and does the head thing. Got got on you. He loves doing that, right? He's a high celebrator. He's going to put it on his head when he dunks on you, and then he's going to tell you how short you are when he scores the post against you. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. LaMelo Ball will call out your height in a couple of different situations, and he was able to do that a couple of games ago to get this thing back on track. They beat the Grizzlies, they beat the Knicks on Friday, and they beat Golden State 106-102 to last night. We discussed the LaMelo side of things. Let's get to the Terry Rozier side of things here, Doug. 7-14 of 14 from the field, shooting 50% shooting 37.5% from deep on his 3 of 8 performance from beyond the perimeter. You go back to the Knicks game, similar numbers, right? To a 5 from deep, but was also getting inside in that two-point range where you had the outlier season last year and performed pretty well for the first time ever in his career, 18 points against the New York Knicks. So you get some good offensive production from Terry. He's hitting his shots. That it, that's how he helps this basketball team. Are you ready to declare right now, that just like Cam Newton did in that game against Arizona, Terry Rozier should be yelling, I'm back with the Charlotte Hornets in front of the cameras. I am officially ready to say Declare that Terry, it. 
Rozier is back. Oh, my. <laughs> I mean, he's back. I mean, he's back. He Look, he made so many just gritty get on the floor, get off the floor, win the tap against Draymond Green, energy winning plays. 20 points in the second half after going 0 for 4 in the first half <laughs> right. of that Warriors game. And it's not just a Warriors game. I mean, he played well in the Knicks game as as well. I mean, he's he's starting to hit his shots again. He's, he, he's you know, I don't think he ever lost confidence in the shot, but now he's seeing it go through. And uh, that can only mean great things for the Hornets. The Hornets need Terry Rozier to play like that in, in order to win. They just I just don't think they can win otherwise. Well, yeah, and, and for me, it's weird. I, I can't declare that he's bad yet and it's really only because the three-point makes haven't been there on high volume yet it, he it's a little bit of a different impact this season and we we talked about this at nauseum last year where he was a better player inside the perimeter scoring the basketball something we hadn't seen from him before but he's doing that a little bit as he knocks the rust off right now I just went through some of the numbers but he's doing more of his damage once he gets inside that three-point arc and you see him yeah 37 and a half and 40 so he's going five of 13 the last two games which is fine enough it's still not the Terry type number that we're used to seeing when he pulls it from deep and that is what's been kind of plaguing him from getting back to his original you know charlotte hornets impact days so that that's what's interesting to me doug it's the fact that it's it's more of him getting to his spots inside the three-point line and i thought he was fun in the fourth quarter man you know doing a good job of handling the basketball you know eric collins said he got clobbered and still hit that shot on the and one play that he had in the fourth quarter what we got really fun Terry in the fourth last night to help them win against Golden State but that that's what's interesting to me too right like it's it, you want to see that three-point shot come along but mm -hmm. you could argue if you wanted to hey it, it, this is something that was actually bona fide the last couple of years it might even be better to see him pick up on an outlier year where he left off having some impact inside that three-point shot in a way he never had previous to the 2020-2021 campaign well, that's see to me that's the mistake. We we don't like the Hornets don't need Terry Rozier from last season because last season was an outlier. You didn't have Gordon Hayward. It was Lamelo's rookie season. Terry had to do so much more and did it, and that's what made him amazing and probably got him the contract. He did what he had to do, but not necessarily what he needs to do this season. What the Hornets need from him is not. Cons like consistency, volume. They don't need first half points from Terry. They needed exactly what they got from Terry last night. They need him to come up big in big moments in the fourth quarter and bring the energy, bring the intensity, and and knock down big shots. That's exactly what they need from him. And you know because they've got Gordon Hayward, they've got Miles Bridges at, at a different level, they've got Lamelo who they need to get more usage from ultimately. So I think that's exactly what they needed from Terry, and they got it. Well, and, and what it's the fact that Terry showed up that Gordon didn't score a ton. Ten right. points from Gordon. Didn't even attempt a free throw shot, so he didn't hit any, obviously. He goes four of 12 from the field, so it really wasn't working for Gordon last night. But Miles steps up. LaMelo steps up and so does Terry as you mentioned and as we look at the spreading the wealth, if you will, it's why LaMelo isn't required to have this monster usage rate some of the players you compared him to in the first segment like a Luka Doncic or Donovan Mitchell those guys are getting the big time numbers in that usage rate category 
But mm-hmm. Donovan Mitchell, he's the guy on the perimeter for Utah. Of right. course you want him to do it, right? Same thing with Dallas. Luka, one of the best players under 25 that we've seen, especially being an MVP candidate yeah, by his Trey Young, year. same thing. Uh, Trey Young, you, you, yeah, I mean, you get the picture. Lamelo, we were talking about this with Wes, too, on Wednesday, heading into that Grizzlies game with Ja Morant. Ja's the guy with Memphis. Mm. Lamelo isn't required to do that. Gordon still is going to be the most comfortable, I think, that you want scoring in a half-court setting. Terry Rozier, maybe the shot comes and goes, but he certainly can have these hot nights, and we just saw him do that against Golden State. And I think that's a good thing. It's a good thing that Lamelo was not required to have all of that responsibility, and now that my Bridges is even emerging yeah you've got a lot of options that can score the basketball if you need them to yeah no I I think I think you're right about that for now mm-hmm. but I mean I think ultimately that's what I think Lamella will evolve into that for the Charlotte Hornets don't you think I mean well, that, you- that's that's what's interesting too like is he is he going to be this Jason Kidd type where he's not ever going to score. I don't think he wants point. that. No, I don't and, think oh, he I agree. wants that. I I, I agree. I, I think he probably does want to get to twenty five. But that's kind of the maybe it's arbitrary. But twenty five is what I think of as. Oh, okay, you're like an elite scorer. And when when he's when he's putting is, is that in his ceiling? Does it does it ever come a part of a winning basketball team where Lamelo is is maybe called upon to score twenty five efficiently and they're contending in the postseason? Is, is that 25 going to be a part of his game? That that's, that's still, to me, one of the bigger questions. I'll be happy with either one of those outcomes, but that's still one of the bigger ones. I'm just not sure if that's going to be a part of it. Yeah, well, we know he's shooting threes slightly more frequently than he did last season, and he's shooting them at just a little better clip than he did last season. So I, I think this is ultimately the evolution of his superstardom is um, him being more of a focal point in the three-point game um, and players, you know, him creating for himself, but also players creating for him as well. And you may see some others like Miles and Terry, because we don't know what the future of Miles Bridges in Charlotte. We don't, we don't know what the future of Terry Rozier in Charlotte yeah, that's is. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so like we just don't know what this team's going to look like and what they're going to ask of players. That's what I, I always look at each season individually because I think, you know, you're going to ask things from players that are different year to year. But, and, and that's what the Hornets have always done because they've never had a superstar to say, hey, we know what you're going to do. They've never had a big three where it was like, okay, we know what the offense is. You do this, you do this, and you do this and you do it for several years straight no it's never been like that it's always been okay we got to ask you to do this this year because of the current roster construction uh, yeah and and you mentioned kind of the three-point shot from there you know Terry Rogier if if you just don't want to pay him anymore that's when Lamelo might be called upon to score a little more same thing with Gordon you, you mentioned right I mean that that's a good point about some of these players before we take one other break I do want to mention man the three-point percentage that we discussed with Lamelo, 35% his rookie year, it's 38.7 right now, and it was at five attempts last season, two more this year at 7.1. Mm-hmm. That That's crazy. I, I mean... Uh, I'm still scared of it. Like I just, I just don't know how consistent it's going to be. And all he does is continue to shoot really well. Oh, and his free throw percentage is 91 right now, 92. If you but want to doesn't it up. doesn't it scare you because he takes like crazy ass threes? Like <laughs> yeah. it's not if he took if he took just normal threes, I think you would be less scared. But he takes some crazy threes. I, yeah, he does. And, and and once he starts to figure that out, and Doug, I've mentioned this too. I don't know if he's back, ever going to figure that out. Uh, well, it may always back. be crazy banana. <laughs> Anna's threes. You you go back to 
the pre-injury numbers that he had from three-point land, mm-hmm. he was shooting better than what his overall numbers were. The, the 10 mm-hmm. games he played post-wrist fracture, where clearly it was still bothering him, that's yeah. what brought his three-point percentage down. And now here he is, healthy. He gets hot, and he shoots there. That's, if that's real, that's it. Like, that's what unlocks him to be just an insane basketball player that pretty clearly can get to the 25 points a game. If 36 is what he'll shoot for his career, again, I don't even think the LaMelo Ball truthers, as we've mentioned so many times, expected it to be this consistent, especially this early. Maybe you thought he had it down the line, but this early, that's what can get you really excited about his scoring ability. Um, All right, let's take a quick break. But not before I mentioned Built Bar, because you know the deal with Built Bar. Thanksgiving is coming up. All the good food, all the great treats. There's plenty of them. But maybe you want a yummy dessert that doesn't make you full of calories and sugar afterwards. That's where the whole Built Bar thing comes in. It can be a new holiday dessert for you. You can feast on something delicious and feel good about it because pie, uh, slices of pie have up to maybe even 300 calories in it. Well, these Built Bars usually have about 130, and they're also low in sugar as well, high in fiber, covered in and 100% real chocolate. Built Bar is a great option for when you're hungry. If Thanksgiving uh, Thanksgiving isn't coming soon enough, you can go to BuiltBar.com to get a box already. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. I want to talk a little more about the rotation. Kelly Oubre also got ejected. Was it the right call? How did it affect the Hornets last night? We'll get to that in the third segment of Lockdown Hornets. This is Locked on Hornets. Have you ever had that one little bug that's just it's like it's not completely out, but it's like kind of dangling in there, and then you try to sniff yeah. it back up to go away for good, but it just it'll, it'll keep popping back. That's what I'm going through right now. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. I haven't heard of that one in a while. That one's embarrassing. Bro, bro. Just wait until you have to deal with baby boogers. <laughs> oh, There's I human think... adult boogers, and then they're the, – the weird thing about baby boogers is you, you because their noses are so small, you almost feel like it's a life-saving uh, you know, intervention that you, you're like, i got to get that thing out. Oh. There's no space in there. Do you have those instruments? What are they called? Mm-hmm. What, what are those things called? Like they're almost – I can't even think of the name of them. I, I don't know. I mean they're little – yeah, they're little sticks, they're little booger grabbers, they're oh. little, booger, little booger beanstalks. That's what I'm going to be talking about the changing the diapers and look, babies, we understand what it is. The booger sucker things. That is what I think is going to be my biggest problem transitioning to whenever that day comes for me. I, those uh, things gross let me, me I know. I hate, to, I hate to break it to you, Walker, but it's probably the least <laughs> gross thing that you have to do as a father. <laughs> I'm so naive. <laughs> I just I have no clue. Oh, yeah, booger collection face. is ranks pretty low on the list of <laughs> yeah. gross things that goes along with being a dad. But I love it. Yeah, I guess I just made that pretty clear that I'm not ready for that. Anyways, I guess I'll just continue to do this Lockdown Hornets <laughs> podcast without any other responsibility. Apparently, I can't handle it, and I'm way too naive, and I have no clue what's coming at me. Let's discuss the rotation. At the beginning of the season, Doug, Ish Smith was playing lights out coming in Mm -hmm. as the second string point guard, playing 20 minutes a game, and that was what he did with Washington, right? Like, that's not something that was crazy to see. It was Mm -hmm. the production that was a little unexpected from Ish Smith. I think we all expected Kelly Oubre to play a decent amount of minutes, and he was getting over 20, getting like 25, maybe even flirting with 30 every now and then. Now we've well-documented Kelly 
not playing even above 20 minutes the few times out. Ish Smith mm-hmm. is basically reporting, uh, did not play coaches' decisions, recording, I should say, did not play coaching decisions, only played three minutes last night, missed the only field goal that he took. So they're not relying on him. Without P.J. Washington available, they are going to – kind of a seven and a half man lineup where Kelly Oubre is that half player that's old school bro yeah and and Cody Martin gave you 28 minutes Jalen McDaniels only played 20 and he's not getting minutes consistently we'll see where he is when PJ Washington comes back what do you think of this rotation and how James Borrego has operated I think he's doing what he has to do I mean it's obviously out of necessity I don't think any coach at at in mid November wants to be playing you know seven eight guys like that's a that's a hey I've settled on a playoff rotation and we are going to grind this thing out to the very end uh, I think that they got to wait on getting PJ back it seemed like the whole Ish Smith benching was I mean at least according to Borrego it was about getting Terry some backup point guard minutes as well get him with the bench try to get him going but yeah I think. It's easy to kind of read between the lines and say it probably was a little bit of that, and it was a little bit of the fact that Ish Smith was was a pretty big negative on offense. And if yeah. your defense isn't playing well, then you need to be plus, 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 plus on offense. Uh, and now, at least with this shortened rotation, they've got the defense figured out. I mean, they've played excellent defense, um, especially in the third quarter against the Warriors. I mean, they were just locking locking guys down. They, they had a great game plan against Steph Curry and trying to limit how much he hurt you, and then you prevented – the Jordan Poole game, uh, number two. You know they were able to isolate some of the things that were successful in that first matchup and 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 really take care of it. And so, uh, I mean, I think it's working for now. But if you're Borrego, you've obviously you've got to find a way. With this December schedule is going to be rough, Walker. You've got to find a way to get more guys involved and successfully, so that you don't burn out your starters who you, who have been playing a ton of minutes. Yeah, and I I don't think that means James Booknight comes in. I think you can feel pretty safe that he's not going to be a part of the rotation right now, especially with Borrego not even feeling comfortable with Ish Smith. And, and defensively, Ish, I actually like what he did at the beginning of the season. I thought he was really active. But you're right, offense defensively guy can't shoot I thought he was doing enough certainly early on to help you out but we know his limits offensively we know Kelly Oubre is somebody defensively that has not played well this season and Kelly Oubre again he gets ejected we can get to that in a moment it well let's do it right now kind of a weak ejection right like officials they don't like being dismissed if you run away from them after a call that shows how disgusted you are with it they're gonna give you a tech and Kelly claps on his way back on defense at the official I don't know if he says anything profane, whatever, but the official gave an exp- uh, explanation after the game as to why he hit Kelly Oubre with a technical. Yeah, an unsportsmanlike wave off. Like, what, <laughs> is, what is that? That That is that is second technical worthy. I mean, the second – we've seen refs deal with so much worse in order to not give a second technical because it is so serious, because it removes a player from a game. It was a close game. It was the fourth quarter. If you're a referee, I mean, I don't know what it should take to get that second technical, but it shouldn't be a an unsportsmanlike wave off in an important game for the Charlotte Hornets, seven game win streak for for the Warriors, and it really seemed not just that sportsman unsportsmanlike second tech, but it just seemed like the free throw disparity was off. I'm you know I I, I can't get fined by the NBA, so I'm just gonna go ahead and. For some shenanigans going on, Walker. It felt like they wanted that winning streak to extend to eight. Mm-hmm. 
and and I'm glad the Hornets weren't having it. I'm glad that Terry decided, hey, I'm going to tap it up here with Draymond Green. I'm going to win this tap and win this game for the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah, and, and going back to just the way that Kelly played, you know, he was fine enough taking the shots and hitting him at a decent clip, scored 10 points, hit a couple of three-pointers that he took last night against Golden State, played 27 minutes against the Knicks, 31 against the Grizz, but we had already kind of documented his below 20-minute games. Looks like he's the wild card, right? I mean, Jay Jalen McDaniels is I don't I don't know if he plays enough weird minutes. weird he's fall I mean he's fallen off a little bit it's it's yeah. odd to me yeah uh he, he's I think he's he's a he's a victim to me of the of the rotation like I feel like he's a victim of you know basically inconsistent minutes he's you know I, I just feel like it's difficult to play under those circumstances when you don't know how much how often you're going to play Cody Martin bona fide part of it now, yeah. James Brego's going to go to him. I mean, he did have the one game against the Knicks this weekend where he didn't hit a shot and he only plays 16, but every other game this month, he's played 20 or more. I, James Brego's relying on somebody like Cody Martin, who was, I, I, there was a little bit of talk on whether he would make the roster. I mean, we all kind of thought he would, but there at least was a worthy conversation to see if Cody would still be a part of this basketball team. And now James Brego is relying on him a lot. And to me, Doug, the biggest thing I, I think you see from Cody is it's not even just the three point shot that's improved. His percentage from deep is pretty good. It's actually really good. 43 and a third. I don't expect that to continue, but hopefully I'm wrong. It's the fact that even offensively, I think Cody is making better plays than he is defensively. Like I, I see some minuses from Cody Martin every now and then on the defensive end, but there are things that he does where he just knows what his skill set is on the offensive end. I'm like, yeah, go ahead and cut. There was the fireball cross court from LaMelo, just an otherworldly pass. Cody does a good job of driving and finishing with the foul. Those are the things that are surprising. Like, yeah, just consistently do what you do well. And I think he's starting to really emphasize that. I think he's starting to buy in to that sort of thing. And if you're James Borrego and you know that this roster is incomplete, you know that to achieve the things that the franchise wants to achieve this season, you're going to probably need to do something at the trade deadline. If you are James Borrego in that scenario, wouldn't you want to really play and highlight uh, players like Cody Martin who Conspiracy, are infinitely huh? tra- I know I know you know I'm just saying I'm just saying <laughs> you know if you're if you're James Borrego wouldn't you want to do that mm-hmm. um you know and wouldn't you want to if you're James Borrego shorten the rotation up a little bit and say to the franchise hey here's what I have to do I have to grind all of your assets into little bitty pieces of themselves in order to win basketball games I if you're James Borrego wouldn't you want to do that James Booknight, lottery pick, not getting any minutes right now. And Cody Martin and Jalen McDaniels fits this bill, too. They could be the sweeteners to make a deal happen. They're not going to be the focal points and what's going out, but they could be, oh, yeah, that's a nice little piece. Sure, we'll take that. We'll take Jalen McDaniels. We'll take Cody Martin, and that will get a deal done. Before we end today, I do want to give Miles Bridges his flowers for, once again, having a good just coming up mm-hmm. huge where miles i believe if memory serves I only rewatched it once but we do know that miles right hand is just as good as his left it happened a couple of times in this game one on a transition high off the glass with the right hand was fantastic that was earlier on and then right hand again to put them up a bucket and eventually that would be all they need they would hit a couple other free throws but that would be all they need to seal this game because miles bridges and his ability to score in the post yeah, well, and and it gets lost because of this huge win against the Warriors, but he was 
outstanding in that game against the Knicks, especially late when Obi Toppin hit that windmill jam, got the crowd going. I knew it immediately. I saw the cutaway <laughs> yeah, to Miles, and he had that look on his face like, all right, all right, all righty then. <laughs> and he got to work, and he did his own version of the windmill jam. And, uh, you know, uh, props to Miles, man. He's a gamer, man. That's what I'm saying about Miles. Miles is a gamer. Terry is a gamer. That's what the Hornets have. They've got a group of gamers right now, and I'll take I'll take Terry's twenty points in the first and the uh, zero points in the first half, twenty points in the second half. I'll take that all day long because he is a gamer. I'll continue to say this too. What I love to see from Miles Bridges is the fact that he's getting to the free throw line. Eight attempts yeah. from the foul line in this that game. That was the big Golden knock State. on him. That was the big knock on huge. him coming in the and league. Couldn't huge. get the free throw it, line. It was huge coming out of Michigan State. And you know what? He never improved upon that, even last year. Mm-hmm. Wasn't getting to the line. You know, that, that's not anything that was a part of Miles' game. And boom, this year, he is starting to get to the line a little more so. And we know how good of a shooter he is. Now, actually, weird misses the last few games from, from Miles Bridges. If you take a look at the free throw percentage, like he, he's not yeah. giving you as much. In fact, that's actually pretty surprising now that I start to look at these numbers a little bit more it's closely. It's super weird. Like he was he was yeah. missing, and, he, and you could see it on his face. He was like, I don't really even, it has to, it's it's kind of a, you know, free throws are mental. It just seemed like a weird tick, but it, it hasn't really affected much else with his game, so that's yeah. nice. I mean, and plus, man, I was so, I was so enthralled with the attempts from him. I didn't realize, oh, he's shooting below 76 percent that's that's not going to help you get to 50 40 90 like he was close to last year either way we're nitpicking now with miles bridges i like to see the attempts up as much as they are this season fun weekend from the charlotte hornets getting a win against the new york knicks having a huge win against golden state just last night they're on and and the biggest and the biggest news of all I'm back on the show. And Doug Branson is a frequent contributor once again, hopping on with us daily in a large producer role, but also hopping on the mic as well. So awesome to have Doug Branson back. So you follow him on Twitter at Doug Branson, LOH. Thanks for making Locked On Hornets your first listen every day. Tomorrow, I believe James Plowright. That's right. James Plowright is going to be hopping on with us to talk about the Charlotte Hornets season and what he's noticed from them so far this year. Now make your second listen, Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Josh Lloyd hosts the number one daily fantasy basketball show on the planet. It's free and available on all platforms. Thanks again for joining us. We'll be back with you tomorrow.